Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the art of wrestling with professional wrestler Colt Cabana. All right. Hey, guys, doing? Come on in. Sit down, relax. You're about to listen to The Art of Wrestling, a professional wrestling podcast. It's a life podcast. It's a personal journal. It's an entryway into the minds, souls, the hearts, and lives of the people involved in the world of professional wrestling. I am your host. My name is Colt Cabana. I am British. I'm not British. I'm pretending to be British. I'm putting on my best Britishness while I'm here in London. That's right. I am a Londoner. I am a traveler. I am a globetrotter. Most importantly, though, I am a professional wrestler. I am not sitting here live in my studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. No, I am at the, ooh, I don't even know. I'm at the RE Hotel or the RE Hotel in Bethnal Green, London, England. And I'll tell you all about it in a second. Before we go any further, this is a fan support and listener support podcast supported by people just like you. We give it to you free of charge every single Thursday. ColtCabana.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts from. Colt Cabana is a you can support, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Tell a friend, tweet it out, Facebook it out, Snapchat it out with the sweet dog ears and sunglasses that go up and down when you tilt your head. Best way that you can support, though, ColtMerch.com, DigitalColt.com. And it's the holiday season. You should be going to these places. T-shirts, buttons, pictures, posters, DVDs. I got a brand new T-shirt up there. I got a sweet, different I Star of Colt remix T-shirt up there. I got a book. It's a children's book. And it's selling great. And I'm sending out personalized videos and autographing these books to two-year-olds, three-year-olds, five-year-olds. And I'm giving away free Sarah Joy Shockey holiday cards for you at ColtMerch.com, DigitalColt.com. Yeah, yeah, I took a midweek booking in London, England. <laughs> sure I did, right? Of course I did. Why wouldn't I? I moved apartments. I should probably be setting that apartment up. No, boxes all over that place. Who's going to move those boxes? Not me. I'm going to London, England to film something. What am I filming? It's a secret project that I'm not allowed to tell you. Will it ever see the light of air? I don't know. That's what these projects are. These are the kind of projects I've been talking about for years. You just do secret projects. You do secret things. I'm filming a thing. It's a pilot for a thing. Who knows if it becomes a thing? If it becomes a thing, you'll know. But I'm here for two days, and then I fly home. I'm actually filming tomorrow, and then I'll put this out. So I went did a rehearsal today. That's what I've done in London. Get right home and fly right to uh, Miami to, to go to my friend's wedding. Taking a weekend off of professional wrestling because a high school friend is getting married. And I want to be there for him. And I also want to be in Miami the first weekend of December and not in cold-ass Chicago. Where I was this past weekend, two shows in Chicago... 
Did a comedy show at the North Bar with Marty DeRosa. Fun. So fun. Those of you who were there know exactly how fun it was. Could have been our best show ever. That's what the people are saying. That's what's buzzing around town. Best show that we've ever done. We'll see you next year on a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Gave away so many books. So many people got so many books. I mean, I'm cleaning apartments and I'm giving away books. Sorry, Pete Gass. I read your book and now I'm passing it on. Sorry, Jumping Jim Brunzel, who personalized the book to me. Am I a prick? I mean, he'll never hear this. Am I a prick? I gave away. I read it. I read that so many times. That's this is this is the great thing about Jim Brunzel's book is I hate reading, but you can take that in the bathroom. And yes, person who won the Jim Brunzel book, that was a bathroom book, and they were like real. They're great pictures, first of all, but real short stories, easy to get through. But now I have to I have to pass it on, and that's what I did. Had Thanksgiving. I hope you're all thankful for stuff. Ate some turkey. Not my favorite. Thanksgiving has never been my favorite. I'm not a big Thanksgiving head, as they would say. But I got through it. Then on to Cleveland, and then back to Chicago. AIW, AAW seems to be a normal routine, which I love doing. And uh, Cleveland for AIW, Chandler Biggins is always missed, and I miss him. I wrestled Jimmy Jacobs, and then we both drove through the night back to Chicago and wrestled for AAW in Logan Square, Right next to my house, which was nice to be in bed before midnight. Today on the show is Player Dose. We had Player Uno on. Now we have Player Dose. Also, Stu Grayson, Canadian fella, did not celebrate Thanksgiving. Will be celebrating Boxing Day, though. You better believe it. And uh, this is finishing up the players. There is no player, Trace. There might be. Maybe there is. We'll have him on one time. So we had Player Dose. And this was good. Talking Canada, talking business ethics talking big breaks talking little breaks and before we get to him last episode of the year uh, i think we're going to do another ama i'm going to be in japan when it's going to happen so i don't see marty doing it with me so a solo ama and then things are going to change a little bit in 2018 i hope you're ready for it i'm ready for it i think i'll announce that on the ama episode so send a voice message coltwrestling at gmail.com subject line ama and you know keep it under 20 seconds or whatever Say who you are, where you're from, make a comment if you want, and ask a question. Last time, there were so many great questions. I was so excited to answer all of them. So hopefully, we will do it again. That's for the last episode of the year. Ask me anything. Coltwrestling at gmail.com. Subject AMA. Send a voicemail. All right. Let's talk to Stu before we do. Song of the Week was sent to me by Robert McClure, and it's by the Edmonton Straight Edge Band, Detach. Support them at detachxvx.bandcamp.com. Their song, just like my guest, Canadian, and the name's Stu. This one's called Papa Stew. Enjoy it, and we'll be back with Stu Grace. Did you get it from Al Owens Game Farm? Did you have alpacas and shit like that? How did you get it to the pavilion? Did you have to borrow baby boy's truck? Papa Stew, Papa Stew, tell me what did you do? Papa Stew, Papa Stew, when the tiger tried to kill you? Papa Stew, Papa Stew, tell me what did you do? Papa Stew, Papa Stew, when the tiger tried to kill you? On a scale of one to ten, how pissed was Helen? Were the kids worried sick that they'd bite your ass on? You had Ogden in 83 when Ed Whalen quit. 
Did big news ever do cardio or just kick ass to work out? Papa Stew, Papa Stew, tell me what did you do? Papa Stew, Papa Stew, when the tiger tried to kill you? Papa Stew, Papa Stew, tell me what did you do? Papa Stew, Papa Stew, when the tiger tried to kill you? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I'm talking in the mic now? You're, you're <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> How did you learn English? Uh, actually, uh, I learned... The first time I ever really learned English uh, was technically with CPW, the wrestling school uh, I was trained with. Um, and how old you when you were there? I was, I just turned 16. So at 16, you started learning a different language. And yeah. not by the books. You did it like by people yelling at you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was just it mostly, yeah, it was yelling and wrestling move and a lot of curse and slang. And so it was really difficult at first. So my English wasn't improving very fast at right. that moment. But about a year or two later, I met a girl uh, in a summer. a uh, boy. Yeah, Attaboy. man. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she happens to be uh, uh, Uno's wife's best friend. So uh, we had a party and I realized that she only spoke English. Uh, even though... Her entire family was French, which made no sense to me. But uh, I spent a whole summer with her, so I learned English with her more than I did with the first like two or three years of wrestling. Yeah, but it's not like you like you weren't like taking classes or you weren't. No, no, nothing at all. I was just on the spot. I just learned. I just, I learned that there was um, half half English school, half English, half French. Yeah, around here there's a, a lot of uh, bilingual schools, but uh, I went to just French school. Just uh, I live on the Gatineau side, so uh, you, we usually. Uno now we say we live in Ottawa, but really it's Gatineau. Ottawa and Gatineau are two big cities connected to one another. Ottawa is almost 90% English, while Gatineau is the other way around, almost only so French. Tell me about the, because the, you hear it a lot, is like uh, the French Canadians hate the fuckers that come here and speak English, <laughs> right? Like, well, there's a, around here mostly, there's that big war between Ontario and uh, Quebec, so it's English versus French. Is that in wrestling or is that in life? Oh, uh, In life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, in life. But no, no, uh, wrestling-wise, we really don't care. Right, I know no, that. No, no, actually... Uh, 
French people, like the smaller promotion around here that gets, you know, either American people or just English people, they like it because it's new, it's different, it's people they haven't seen before, so they're really happy. But in real life, when the bar closes on the Ontario side at one o'clock, maybe two, here they stay open until like three, maybe even four sometimes. So really, it ends up being like actual fights just because of that. But but what? Because they the French are like you guys won't learn English, and the English is like yeah, it's really what it is. It's just it's it's dumb because personally, I think that French people who don't want to learn English are the ones shooting themselves in the foot. But I mean, it, it's just how it is, right? People ever, hate just to hate. <laughs> so it's. A, <laughs> Have you ever wrestled in France? In, no, no, I haven't wrestled in France just I feel yet. That's a layup, right? I, I feel like yeah, I would love to do that, but no. I, <laughs> is there? There's not like a like a a trading system between a, a French organization. And a Canadian, you'd think that they would. That would be a thing. I guess nobody has the money to start. No, I, no, I guess it'd just be too much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh man. So, uh, and did you ever think about like taking an English class, or was it just like you got to wrestling and people just started speaking? Yeah, it really was uh, only because of wrestling. Ottawa, uh, like honestly, when I started to learn English because of wrestling, it was only because of wrestling. At first, I really didn't like English. I thought I live on the Quebec side, and I used to live uh, near Quebec City, which. There was no one that speaks English, none whatsoever over there. So I had no reason to. But when I moved here to Gatineau and I went directly into wrestling, I had no choice. I was in a new environment where almost everybody spoke English. So I had to adapt. But 18 is when you started to understand English. English, yeah. That's so late, right? I know. It is really late. Oh, no, it is. I <laughs> you, you totally understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, and it's, it's so weird because I started to watch movie and watch TV shows in English, and I realized, holy shit, it's so much better. Because really? I, oh, man, the voices in French are horrible. <laughs> They're, oh, they sucks. And even, you know, uh, actors like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's who's French but always speaks English in movie, in French, they wouldn't use his own voice, so, so they would choose someone else for him, even though he could have done it himself. But his voice just sucked. Like, everyone in French has such a small voice compared to the American, I guess. What does that mean, so, a small voice? It, it, you know, like, uh, it's not manly. It's not manly at all. So everyone, when you see, you know, Sylvester Stallone uh, with his big voice as rock, you know, Adrian. In French, like, Adrian. You know, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. oh, you know, I don't, I don't believe you can kick my ass so anymore. it's a whole new world. <laughs> it's a whole new world. It's a nice feeling. It's so amazing. It's almost like... I don't know, in anything, right? Like, if you ever find, like, a whole new... For me, it's like if I find, like, a, a stand-up or someone that I like, and then it's just, like, you just... you can Then there's, like, you can wormhole, and you can just see, like... Oh, yeah, you see everything that comes next, right? Right, you have so much material, and then you're almost overwhelmed by all the stuff that you can watch. Oh, or, absolutely. Or, like, World of Sport, right? Like, when you first learn about, like, that, like... The old British style of wrestling, and then yeah. it's like there's so many hours of wrestling I can now but watch. It's when I uh, went for CPW, went for training. I only thought that, like, I thought the only wrestling in the world was WWE. And when I was told, yeah, there's independent wrestling, I was fucking blown away. I was like, what? I can't do this, me? You know, I was so it was a whole new world again for me. So that was amazing. So yeah, but you couldn't watch. There wasn't YouTube then. No, 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 <laughs> no. Exactly. It's, it's true, right? Yeah. There was none of that crap. I feel that's the answer to everything. <laughs> it's really what it is. Uh, yeah, because when I started to watch independent wrestling going to shows nearby or in montreal stuff like that it blew me away it was a whole new world so 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 tell me about getting so uh getting into wrestling at 16 um you you just thought you could like you want i don't know if you said that you only thought there's wwe yeah how would you find a small unless it was uh Pierre Carl Ouellette, who was training. Oh, no, no, not even. No, I uh, went, I, I got lucky with wrestling because I thought only WWE existed. Yeah. And then I started, because I discovered wrestling when I was 14 years old. 
Literally, I did not even know it existed before that. I was never a guy who watched TV. I was a guy who played outside, do sports. I knew of wrestling, but I didn't, I didn't even think it was on TV or anything. You know, I'd never even watched it. How did you wait? So you knew of the concept of, they talked about Hulk Hogan or something, yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. You knew of it, but you... I never seen them ever in the ring. To seek them out. Were the I kids at school talking about it? No, not even. Wrestling wasn't a really popular thing here because it was also barely in French. So mm. people wouldn't really bother with it. But uh, no, it's, it was a friend of mine in high school when I started to talk about wrestling. He said, yeah, my, my, uh, my uh, cousin. This was after 14, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm for like, yeah. At this point, um, How did you discover it? 15 and a half. Well, yeah, oh, 14. When yeah. I discovered wrestling, yeah. I was dumb uh, because I've always been in, in uh, combat sports. So I'm, uh, I'm black belt in karate, taekwondo, and kickboxing. So I've when always, did this happen? Uh, I started fighting when I was six years old, I think. Do you and Ethan Page have like uh, fights? No, not see? even. No, no. I discovered he was into it like in to, uh, uh, I think he does taekwondo. Yeah, something. Is it right? Said he's I, going to the Olympics. Yeah, I discovered that like uh, a few months ago. Really? I didn't even know. I didn't even know. But uh, I did that my whole life. And uh, my sister's boyfriend. I don't Hold on. Why did you do that your whole life? Oh, uh, come, uh, j I think I was an aggressive kid. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just liked it. I, I I grew up watching action movie with my dad mm -hmm. and Jean Claude Van Damme and all this stuff. And I it's just so weird that he that he liked that stuff but wouldn't like turn on wrestling. It's I. It's just. I know it's action and fighting. I always enjoy stunts and you know throwing kicks and whatever and you know on my own. So when I was watching movies and they they were getting paid for it, I was like, holy shit, this is a great deal, you know. And then I got into martial art just because it was the best thing for me to do because it's not like I would think I would go in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So martial art was the fun thing for me to do. It was a sport that not a lot of people were doing, so I was kind of special and it was different. So I liked it a lot. And then when I stopped martial art, because the guy, uh, the school I was in uh, was changing. He was ahead of his time. It was like 10 years before CrossFit was popular. And he was, he was closing down the, 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 his school for martial art to switch to CrossFit and like hot tubs and stuff like that. And so he wasn't taking care of us anymore. And when our contract ended, because we were signing one year contract to, to stay in the school, uh, to, you know, to get the the belts and the you know, and, is that and how that just, world works? I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of how it is. You you sign for a full year of contract so that the sensei there is going to take care of you for a whole year, teach you and graduate you and follow you. While if you don't sign anything, then you could come in and come out at any time. So there's no real salary for them, right? So you pay them every month. It's like wrestling training, really. Mm. You go there, you tr you you go in there, thing saying I'm gonna go. Uh, and be a trainer, uh, a wrestler, so the trainer make you sign a contract or something, so you pay him every month, so he knows he'll get money out of this. Um, that was me. It was my phone. <laughs> I don't know if you pick it up on the on the microphone. Yeah, but maybe. I don't know. That's scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, he closed the school because he was done with it. He didn't see. I don't know. I guess yeah, he want to sit in hot tubs. All yeah, day. I guess he want to sit in a hot tub and have you know women around him. I don't know. He was ahead of his time, and it worked because supposedly he's making a lot of money now. Oh, nice. So, uh, but the guy was a three-time uh, uh, fighter. Like uh, he was like number one in the world in fighting or something like that. Three years in a row. So it was. But you got three different black belts and three different things. Yeah, because the the this school was uh, specialty was karate, taekwondo, and kickboxing, and it was a, a long journey because you would do all three. Mm. So. Um, but you're also like six years old, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when I was done with martial arts, I was 13, something like that. And that's when, so the story was that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My sister's boyfriend knew I, w- I liked fighting. So he told me, hey, Mark, there's a, there's a wrestling on TV. So I was like, okay, you know, what's your point? And he's like, turn it on, you'll you'll like it. It's fighting, okay. So I turn on the TV, and there's Scott Steiner flexing on the second rope, doing his entrance. It was just the the Royal Rumble before WrestleMania 19. That's my first wrestling experience ever, and he's flexing. And I think, holy crap, how can this human being move? There's no way this guy can even walk around. He's there's so much muscle on him, yeah. and he was working. Uh, it was the Rob before Rumble, so he was working Chris Jericho, and I saw Jericho do uh, like a dive to the outside, a lion salt, and I was amazed. I was like, "Holy crap!" It's fighting and stunts all in one world. So I was, I was amazed what by about that. that chainmail. That do anything for you? That chainmail? Yeah. Oh fuck, man! I, it was so manly, so manly, <laughs> yeah. and he had so many nicknames, right? It was like, what was it like? Frigzilla, Big Papa Pump. F- or something I don't know I <laughs> so he has so many nicknames he was such a badass and I can he, listen to you say Freakzilla for an <laughs> Freakzilla. hour Freakzilla <laughs> and he had his uh, purple G-string sticking out on that night so manly you don't remember that? I don't remember no? that. Oh, was man. that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, well, it was an accident, but he was working that was a, the following uh, Raw Rumble. He was wrestling Triple H and his purple thong was out the whole Where's match. Where's the thong, huh? I was like, you wear a thong? No, never. I I don't. I don't think I could. I don't know. I guess there are people who do wear thongs in wrestling. I, I don't get it. But I, I wear the little weens now. So little what? Little weens? I don't know how you call. I'm sorry. It. One more time. The <laughs> trunks or whatever. The weens. The weens. Your little your wiener. Your little <laughs> My wiener. wiener. Little weens. But uh, no. Is he that wore, what you call it? Your little weens. Yeah, weens. I always call them weens. I don't know why. But uh, Snyder was wearing long tights, so I guess he needed the tongue. But it was purple and out. A lot. Made a, it made a. It, it made an impact on me. <laughs> no. So I started wrestling. I was like, one day I'll have a, a purple tongue. A lasting impression. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I watched that and I, I was amazed that these men could do all these things. Right. So why would you know that there's independent wrestling? Slinger? Because uh, I you wouldn't, sp- though, right? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I I, wa- I watched WWE for almost two years before even realizing it. There was something else, and it's when I was talking about wrestling at school that one of my friends said, "My cousin is a wrestler." And he, Ooh, who's he? Yeah, his name was uh, the Freak Zach Manson. He was a wrestler, a local wrestler here in Yatnil. But he was was he out of high school? Uh, he uh, yeah, I think he was out of high school at this point. I think he was uh, like 25, 26, and his cousin was about sixteen at that point, a little older than I was. You're the the guy who taught. Yeah, the uh, so Andre is the guy who told me at yeah. school about his wrestling cousin mm. uh, Zach Manson, and so he told me that on Saturday they were running shows. So I thought, well, I, I have to see this. And when I went to CPW, the very first wrestling I ever uh, lay eyes on was Player Uno against Kevin Steen. And that's the night that probably Uno told you he took the Steenalyzer on his head and nearly broke his neck. Mm. And I thought, wow, this looks so real. It must be <laughs> awesome. Little did I know it was real. Yeah. He got hurt bad. But And uh, I was seeing Kevin and Uno go at it. And I thought, holy shit, this is awesome. I want to be part of this. Well, what did you think about when you saw... I love the idea of Fresh Eyes. Only started watching WWE 14 at 15 and a half goes to a show. Like In your head, what did you think that... Did you think it was going to be like a giant arena? 
CR, um, CPW, was it? Yeah, CPW. Yeah, they uh, they had a decent crowd. But like before time. you walked into that building. Oh, no. Uh, my friend explained to me that it, it wasn't WWE <laughs> and not to expect something big because I asked him, how much does it cost? And when he said 10 bucks, I was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. There's no way it's a huge venue. And yeah. There's no way it's like WWE. So he told me, you know, it's, they usually go in church or a gymnasium or whatever. And it's a, it's a small thing. That eventually these guys, you know, they they hope to to get to WWE. Right. So it, it's really he explained to me like hockey, you know, you start small and you slowly go into bigger. That things. was very Canadian. That's a very Canadian thing. <laughs> hockey, right? Using hockey to understand life. <laughs> <As an analogy. laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so I went there and I saw Kevin be the living hell of my best friend, well, soon to be best friend. And I thought, yeah, I, I want to get my ass kicked too. I guess. So, uh, and then and then the idea of um. Getting trained because I'm always kind of a little fascinated about people who trained before high school. A because I'm jealous, or like while they were in high school. <laughs> that privilege. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I don't know. My mom, like my mom, was like she made it very clear that like I had to be 18, like I had to be like out of high school before right. I start. And that's kind of a thing at a lot of schools, right? Is like you got to be 18. Yeah. 18 is a big number, at least in America. Yeah, because now you're legal with everything. Right. While in Canada, you're legal with a lot of things at 16. Oh, is that the way yeah, it is? Yeah. Uh, actually, I think even work, I'm not sure about that, but working legally and have a, a paycheck, you know, it's either 14 or 16. I believe it's 16. So technically at 16, you are uh, legal on most assurance. Obviously, your parents need to sign for mm. you, but you're, you're legal. You know, everything, you can do a lot of things at 16. So you sign, so you just go right away to that school. So you saw the show, you saw that they were wrestling. Yeah. And you you heard that they had a school, or they said on the mic, if anyone wants to train, or uh, I think I I spoke with someone over there. I think I asked like, how can I get into this? And they told me that they were running an, a school right where they were. They were there. The ring was set up at all time, and to just I think they were training Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They said come here on one of those days between six and nine and the teachers will be there so you'll have information. Mm -hmm. So I did that immediately. The next Monday, I went there, I talked with the trainer and he said, you, uh, you can't train just yet. You're going to be 16 in a few months. Wait for it and then come in and then you'll be legal and we'll train. That's exactly what happened. And then did you have the money for it or was it expensive? Uh, see, that's a, a thing with my dad. He told me because he as well said, wait, when you're 18, you'll you'll be grown up, you'll be making your own decision. And I made a deal with him. I said, uh, instead of, because uh, if I was doing well in the, uh, at school, because I hated school so much and I needed motivation to stay in, I guess, mm. my father told me if you graduate high school uh, with you know good results, I'll pay for your driving license. So I said, how about you don't pay for my driving license, but you pay for my wrestling school, and I'll take care of my driving license myself while working. And he said, all right, you want to do this? Let's do it that way. So he paid for wrestling, and then since I need a driving license to, to go wrestle places, I knew that I had to you know, get my ass to working to get myself my driving license. Do you guys drive at 18, or you just it all happens? No, no, uh, we can drive at 16. Yeah. You can legally do your... your but uh, my father wanted me to wait. So uh, while my first year of wrestling, I was, you know having money like banking money when i got the opportunity to wrestle somewhere else than around here then i went straight to get my license and uh, how did you get to if you couldn't did your mom drop you drop you off at wrestling yeah, practice every single time <laughs> every monday wednesday and friday they would drive me at 5 30 there they would pick me up at 9 9 30 yeah were you the youngest one or all the time uh yeah i was uh i think 
until recently, like, uh, I was always the youngest in the ring all the time. But now I'm 28, so obviously there's a lot of younger people. Mm. But in training, that whole CPW time, the two years they were running until they closed down, they've been running for years, but when I started wrestling, they lasted another two years and then they closed down. I was the youngest there. I was always the youngest almost everywhere I was going. So, no. Were you around a lot of older guys or? Uh, yes. Yeah, I try to. The thing is with martial art, you, you learn discipline and when you see someone who's better than you, you have to be a sponge. You you look at what he does, what he says, and and learn as much as you can. So I had no ego at all uh, being young, even though like I was, you know, I was athletic. I was doing all my things because of martial art. But when I was seeing these guys to have great matches, I was like, man, I want to be just like them. So I was always staying around these guys. The an MVP, Michael Von Payne, and my trainer was wrestling there a lot too. So Is I was and your trainer. Or he was your trainer. He was my trainer. Okay. And he was a wrestler as well. Mm-hmm. So I was following him everywhere I could. Same thing with Uno. Uno would basically, he, he would just tell me, hey, uh, we're doing this show in Montreal. You want to come? Maybe you'll have something. Maybe not. If not, you'll you know build bridges. I said, yeah, I'm coming in. So he uh, carried me uh, like a bag almost everywhere he went. And I was okay with that. you know. And then when did you start wrestling? Uh, it took me, technically, I started wrestling before my training was done. Because the school closed, uh, I was six months in. And then MVP started to train me on shows. And CPW was running every two weeks. So I, I got to be in the ring, you know. But the school, why the school closed down? Uh, because the trainer was a complete asshole. I think I've heard that name. You've heard that guy. He's yeah. a con man. He's really, he's just not a good dude. And he's got a school running right now. And it's a, it's a, it's a scam. It's Is a, it around here? Uh, I think it's in Kingston, maybe. Okay. It's near Ottawa, and it's it's pure garbage. It's a it's a scam. It's really what it is. Um, Allegedly. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know for sure. I don't know. I have no proof of this. <laughs> it's an alleged but um, one. Thank yeah, you. he uh, he left for some money reason. I would assume. Uh, so the wrestling school closed. What did he take the ring and he take like? Uh, no, he. I think they uh, without the trainer there full time. Uh, MVP couldn't be there all the time as much, right? He was like the co-trainer ish there, mm-hmm. but he was doing most of the, the work. Really, but this guy had the time to be there. Yeah, all he the had the time to be there. Uh, so when he left, soon uh, sooner after they lost the, their training, the little garage ish they were mm-hmm. in, and then is there a lot of wrestling schools around? Like no, in, in Ottawa there was al- there was almost nothing really. I feel there's there's not much around. Like even where I'm at in Chicago, like there's none. In Montreal right now, there's two of them. There's the um, the IWS wrestling school, which is I think right now is probably the best option around here. Um, there's also Torture Chamber, which is seems to be decent as well. Doesn't even wrestle; it's just a fetish club. Yeah, it just be the hell of the children. <laughs> you can learn how to dress like a wrestler. <laughs> you you learn to deal with the pain; you'll be a good wrestler. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, in Toronto, there's a uh, Tyson Dukes opened his school recently. He's always like opening and closing. I know he's doing he's, a lot of things. He's the creditorman of. of <laughs> <laughs> I love Windsor, him, Toronto. Where's he living now? Toronto. Uh, yeah, he moved in Toronto right now, and I think he's got a. I think he's got a good thing going on with Smash and the wrestling school and all. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, he did yeah. open it, but but right now that motherfucker's open. So open and yeah, I started. Think, and stops training. Yeah, I think he was also he was hired to be a trainer with a lot of places yeah. that were garbage. Right. He just <laughs> yeah, I think he was probably hoping that it would work, but yeah. you know, because he loves wrestling and he wants to teach. Yeah. But in Ottawa, there's almost nothing. With C4 wrestling, uh, Uno and I have been trying to have a place, a training, just a little something, and it's been hell finding a venue here. Uh, they hate wrestling in the area. And <laughs> Who's they? 
uh, just anyone that has a venue because ma- mostly because of CPW, I think, because uh, Wild Dangers Dan, the guy who owned uh, CPW, uh, got us blackballed of a lot of places. Hard because of hardcore wrestling. Hardcore wrestling. That's my guess. Was it right? Uh, yes, a lot of blood That's where the, he wasn't supposed to. The Ian Rotten theory of getting kicked out of. Uh, yeah, it's you know. Oh, don't worry. It's a uh, it's family friendly, and then blood everywhere and barbed wire. Like, oh man, Dan, and, what and the, the fuck? And the necro butcher butcher punches yes. a kid in the face. <laughs> exactly you know family friendly stuff so that happened a lot so he got a bad reputation but around here also in Ottawa is that Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess Aha in my dentist's office More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Business is, uh, you, you need a lot of money to do business with a venue here if you want to rent. People are not negotiating. I've had a conversation with a guy who had a storage unit. He had something like 60 storage unit, and some of them were big. Like we could fit probably two ring in there. It was great. He was asking $2,000 a month. I was like, holy crap. I'm like, how many do you have? He says, all 60 units are empty. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, all 60, are, they're empty. He says, yes. Okay, what about I'm renting this place for let's say like 800 bucks or a thousand dollar a month but if something comes in you kick me right out at the least you'll have something and he said not a chance not even a blink at it i was like wait you're you're gonna spit on a thousand dollar and what was your theory on this guy do you think he like i think people are just dumb they have no idea how to negotiate a a canadian thing to do is really i want to make a lot of money right now instead of sacrificing a few dollar but in long term making more do you see that in as with canadian wrestlers also uh no it's really i think <laughs> no canadian wrestlers they just want to wrestle yeah so they just hope to have something because there's not nearly as much as in america but that obviously. could be a thing i mean people uh, that's a that, that's a, uh, a mindset of people is like oh no for sure i want to be in the wwe right now and I want to get there as soon as possible, and I'm not willing to, you know. Oh no, right? yeah, no, that absolutely. I think it's a, it's a thing. People are not willing to climb up the ladder. They want everything right now, whether they deserve it or not, or even if they're ready or not. They just they want it. They, we all want something right now. It's like when you want to get in shape, right? You don't want to go to the gym for six years and eat healthy. <laughs> you want to be muscular right well, now. I've been doing it 25 years, and I'm still not even, <laughs> still not even close to anywhere that I want to be. Good lord! But I think it's a it's a business mentality here around here because since I. I have a construction company, so I deal with a lot of people like that. Mm. And it's very often that way. We want everything right now. And so, I'm gonna, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, well, but I'm just saying that you you understood that you had... So you didn't think you were going to WWE when you were no. 16 and a half, right? No. Like the, the first day of training. So you knew that you'd just be doing these little shows for yeah. a while, right? I didn't think... I didn't even think it was an option, really, for me to go there because I was small until I discovered TNA. And then I realized... The X Division. Oh, I thought was that was a steroid or something. No, no. So the <laughs> and, steroid, then I got and then I got super happy. <laughs> I grew taller. And <laughs> but no, I discovered TNA with the X Division. I saw smaller guys and I started thinking, and at the time, TNA was good. So, you know. Oh, <laughs> well, now it's no more. I mean, it's dead but, now, right? Right. We, well, uh, what is it now? Impact Wrestling. It's, it's just Impact Wrestling? Isn't uh, it like G? Nobody G- knows. They're no, okay. So, they're see, getting I thought their they were, together. I thought they were just dead. At that point, with the X Division, they were at their peak. Yeah. Like, it was the best time at TNA and I was looking at them and I thought that's what I could do 
I could be a guy like, you know, AJ Styles, Petey Williams. Uh, I'm 5'10", 5'11". Um, I could gain muscle when I grow up. So I could do that kind of stuff. I, for me, W wasn't an option. I thought no one there is. But you were doing five. a lot of the little shows. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, in my head, I would only do little shows. For, for the rest of your for life. For fun, yes. So when you say you own a construction business and you own a construction business? Yeah. yeah. a boy. Uh, what, like, how does that mindset of like getting into that industry go with knowing that you're a wrestler also? Well, one of the things that uh, Michael Von Payne and my trainer told me, and it's a thing that I now tell everyone who gets into wrestling, and it's make wrestling your plan B. Have a plan A, go to school. What if I think that's an awful plan? Oh, I'd say you're kind of dumb. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge risk, and I'm not a guy who takes risk. Yeah. I, 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 I play things safe. And Mike told me that way. He said, have a career, go to school, make money. And if wrestling uh, is successful, then good. If it's not, then it doesn't matter. It'll be, it'll, it will be your hobby and you'll, you'll still have you know, a life going on. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Uh, when I finished high school, I went into... But like, that was like literally like his words Yes, it like resonated with you. Oh, absolutely. I thought Mike was a really smart guy. The way he would uh, take you the time... You went to college because he was like... Yeah, like be In- influential. I yeah, know. like make a you know do do something of yourself, have a good life. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a super good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, what about your parents? Were they like go to college and were you were you uh, like, no, they, I'm gonna wrestle? Well, when I was in high school, they knew I hated high school. They, they I just right, you hate school. school. I yeah. hate school so much. I hate it. I cannot sit down and just listen to someone and write. So I knew I had to do a job that would be physical. But then I discovered that I love cooking. So I went to actually went to school to be a chef. So I went to school. I loved it because I was mostly, you know, on my feet cooking, doing stuff with people and all. I went to be a baker uh, for two years in a five-star, five-diamond restaurant. So I was set. And I was everything was going so well. And then one day I and wrestling got, on the weekends too. You wrestling on the weekend because my chef happened to be a wrestling fan. Oh, nice. He loved the idea that I was a wrestler, and he was when he was calling me to go in into work. He was you know calling me like, "Hey, it's the flying raccoon calling from for Stu. Uh, you got to come in today." Or you know, I was like, "Fuck, this guy's awesome." He was helping out big time, and he was on the verge of giving me a promotion, and he told me that I would have to work weekends because when you're a baker, you cook when people are on vacation. Wrestling happens on the weekend. So I couldn't do both. So he told me, he straight up took me into his office and he said, listen. Pull your pants down. Yeah, pull. <laughs> you got you to gotta do something for me, kid. <laughs> no, he said, uh, uh, you should like pursue your dream. Like go do wrestling because even if, if that fail, you're still a baker. You still went to school. You have a diploma. You have everything. You just come back. So I thought it was a great idea. And I knew I had a plan C, which was my father. He the, the he was doing construction, and I knew he needed help. So when I spoke with mine, I said, "What if I stop being a cook and a chef, and I join you? But instead of just being a construction guy, uh, we start our own thing. We build something bigger. We hire a guy. We buy vans and trucks, and and we start doing something bigger." This is your thought process. Yeah, I was twenty years old at twenty, and I said, "I I am not going to be some guy. I want to be." The guy that hires people and gets shit done, and my dad thought, "Okay, that's why do you the- have this mindset?" I, I don't know. I think I was always really, really driven at being su- successful. I never wanted to be a loser. I don't know. I just I love the idea of doing something good, something big. But to buy vans, that all takes capital and money. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing that my dad was 
willing to do because so you were was, willing you were willing to say let's get big but you were then willing to let him yeah yeah like take all money. the risk none of me his money well no we made a deal he was saying uh we're gonna build a company i'll, I'll be dealing with the, tr- the stuff like the truck the the tools and everything but you'll be dealing with the employees because my dad is a big softy and he can't tell people what to do or fire them or you know so i thought all right i'll deal with the people so he was doing his thing i was doing my thing and as the year went on now i've been doing this for eight years now the company is mostly mine and it's uh the whole thing has been built from the ground with my father and now we've got a few guys with us a few van a few trucks and if things are going well well they were going a lot better on but then trump got elected and then i got fucked really oh yeah in terms of because of when he got elected uh the price on the material got up big time i used to so what i do is i send and screw floors i get into a house there's only drywalls in the house no one has ever lived there i send and screw the floor so it's nice and even doesn't squeak and i install a second layer of plywood on the floor where they're going to be ceramic i'm a flooring specialist and your dad taught you all this yeah yeah my dad when he started Knew nothing of that stuff. He when we moved to Gatineau, you just watched YouTube tutorials. No, he actually. (laughs) If only YouTube was there, he could have. He could have. But no, he went to see someone, and he simply said, "Hey, I'll work for you free for free. Just teach me, and then I'll go on my own." He said that to someone. Yeah, and that's what he did. He worked for a guy for a few weeks for free. Basically, when he when he had everything, the the knowledge he needed, he went on his own, and that's uh that's how he started. And so when Trump got elected, we uh, the plywood at that point, so that, which is my most important uh, piece of equipment, uh, plywood used to be uh, about twenty bucks a sheet. When he got elected, it went up to thirty-seven dollars a sheet, and today, as we speak, it's forty-seven dollars. It keeps going sheet. up. And my salary is the exact same. Price the the price of the plywood more than double, but no one is paying me more, so I have to work three times as much. For the exact same paycheck. Right. So, and the thing is... When what is you, that? Because you're getting it from America? Uh, no, it's... Uh, the, the, whole, the whole plywood industry is Canadian. But the owner are big American guys and they're Trump's friend. And so what they do is that in order to have the plywood for cheap in America, Canadians are forced to sell it to America for dirt cheap. So they're losing every time they're, they're, they're selling. Jesus so in order to make their money, they sell them to their own people, the Canadian, fucking expensive. Let's make plywood by ourselves. Oh, man, if if only. How do we do it? Uh, I have no idea. We need a shit ton of trees. Let's just <laughs> go to every wrestling show. Steal the board from the ring. The board from the ring. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great idea. I'm trying to help you out. So, uh, so you're, you're basically running a, a thing and being a full-time pro wrestler and... You know, trying to make a break and doing tours and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah it's one of the reasons I can't do tours a lot because I get really, there's sometimes in the year I'm, I get super busy, mm-hmm. but it's something I'd tr- I'm going to try to do more since I'm still stuck in Canada, still can't go in the United States. Uh, I'd like to do like a week or two week tour here and then. Uh, hopefully it's going to work. I really hope it will. I've got more people now working for me, so it's easier for me to have them do their stuff while I'm gone. Mm. Uh, hopefully it works because I would really like to tour some more and and meet new wrestlers and new com- work for new companies. And, what, stuff. and so you and, and Uno, you got you thrown away at the border, right? It's, I mean, like, yep. I guess it's essentially the same story. Yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the exact same thing. At <laughs> least, at least Uno got acknowledged and did get a visa for a few minutes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I just got completely ignored. And that that's the worst part of it. They just said, 
you know, you're not you're not gonna get one. Oh wait, wait, he got the he got it. Yeah, because we we applied to have a two year visa. Yeah. Uh, they said, yeah, Uno, you're gonna get yours. So they mailed it about a year and six months later. Mm. So he only had a few months left. And when we asked about, you know, me, hey, what about Stu? What about Stu? No good. You your finishing move weren't as good. They, no, they were not as good. Which is funny because they they gave Uno his visa saying. You're very special because you're a tag team. You know, we've never done that before. But they didn't. The other tag the, the team. Other, the other half yeah. of the team. <laughs> uh, so when did you guys become the uh, Nintendo guys again? Uh, I became the Nintendo guy because of Uno. Because Uno's first. Was that uh, your first character? No. At first, I was just, you know, just stupefied that that guy. Oh, well, that's right. I was just, you know, doing my things. And when he put me with Uno, they told us, hey, how about a, a a name you know so we said yeah super smash bro so how about you start doing you know nintendo stuff as well join uno because did uno told you what his first gimmick was is or what it was supposed to be it was supposed to be el popo which was just some idiot in the mask but then el generico said hey how about you player uno and you do like video game stuff since you like video game and that's why how uno was born and that was generico being like this guy's a little too close you still also for 100 percent. yeah i'll just take that guy away from yeah, me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then when i joined him i just started to uh just enjoy you know having a gimmick instead of just lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This being a guy. Mm-hmm. So it was well, fun. stupefied sounds like a gimmick. Yeah, it sounds more like dumb, but <laughs> what was what was the shtick? Just you? Yeah, it was just me. Just I was just a high flyer. I was just uh, a skinny guy bumping a lot, doing flips. Right, I was just starting, so my role in the ring was really just to get bumped a lot. So I had no problem with that. Right, I was learning. That and then way. you guys started traveling to Chicago. Well, I mean, yep. it's, and you're doing, but you're doing a lot of these long trips. But you're also trying to build a a business too yeah well i i used to always get friday saturday and sunday for wrestling and the other four days it would always be work but i would often drive all night just to go straight to work that's and what i'm saying i'm sure oh some, yeah because i remember when i was a teacher right like you get you do you, you pick up a sunday show if it's there you do it oh right? yeah yeah absolutely but then you got to go work monday yeah you work and you, you don't just take hope it for the off, best huh? <laughs> yeah don't you get perpetually tired though i'd be so i'd just yeah. be tired my whole life you see when i do it now I feel like it's the worst. Just tomorrow. Like I have, so C4 today on Saturday. Tomorrow I have Battle War in Montreal. Mm. So I'll be home at maybe 2 o'clock, like 2 a.m. And I'm going to be getting up at 5.30 to go to work. Ugh. And I'll feel like death for like a month. Ugh. But usually, like in the, at the time when I started, I could go like almost 48 hours without sleeping. You really? know, like a little nap here and then. I was full of energy. Yeah, but you can't could sleep hurt. on the job because it's your job. Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Another thing is that now, if I'm tired and I'm, uh, I know I'm not. My head is not all in the game. I cut my hand off. You know, when I was a baker, I could burn muffins. You know, not the same deal. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> now I have to be aware of uh, the risk and my priorities. So when you were doing that YouTube show the uh, of cooking, yeah, the Sue's Kitchen, yeah, yeah, which isn't a thing anymore. No, no, no. Sadly, they they they, they tend to we, go fast, we, Yeah, they? we did a year of that. It was a lot of work. Fuck, yeah. doing an episode a, a week was too much. We should have done like one or two a month. 
but once a week. Do you was know too how much. to edit and all that shit? No, we had a, a friend doing that for us, so that was really a good thing going on for us. We were filming. We had the whole thing that with the studio at Uno's place, the lights. We had a guy with camera and the whole equipment. And once we would have everything, the footage, we would send it to a friend of us in Connecticut. He would do the whole thing in a few hours and was send it back to us. Uh, no, Matt Hack. That was a Vince McMahon in Vince, oh, dude. <laughs> in the studios. <laughs> I was like, Greg, get us good stuff there. <laughs> but the problem with that, though, is, though, and this is what I've learned, is that, like, you want to do it for, but then you have to, like, you have to worry about all these people then agreeing to do this, yeah. and I assume for free. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and then, like, it comes to a point where, A, you feel bad, and then, B, they're like, all right, I'm done doing this for free. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's uh, You have to find people that love what they're doing, and also people that are willing to learn, because... Uh, the people who the, were giving us the camera and everything, they were getting themselves into filming, like school about you know production and stuff. So they needed experience. Mm. So we, when we got in contact with that person, and that person was willing to do that stuff with us for free, it was for him was experience for us was free equipment. It was perfect. Right, yeah, but don't you want that to go on for like ever? Oh yeah, I, w- I, w- <laughs> I mean, I wish I could have made a living with Stu's Kitchen. Holy yeah. crap, that would have been a great thing. But no, I mean. It just doesn't work that way. So what do you think about when they, they're giving away those free hot dogs at the end of shows? Oh, I got to jump on those. <laughs> you got to. But as a baker. As a baker. <laughs> but no, no, I'm not affected by that stuff. No, no all, I, all I can think of is, yeah, I, I'm on a diet anyway. I don't want them, so I'm going to go away. You, you have a hot dogs, guys. You guys yeah, have hot dogs. I'm make, not mad. Do you I'm make good mad. food for yourself? <laughs> yeah, I try to as much as I can to eat well because I have to eat a ton of food to stay in shape it's really hard for me to gain mass right so uh no i have to eat a lot so you're in incredible cook a shape lot. but you, you're you're a skinny boy huh yeah yeah if i like right now i'm a hundred like a, a hundred and eighty five pound it's really my best thing i can do right now it's 185 190 if i'm not too lean but if my my natural weight is 150 so it's it's really difficult for me to, to, to stay big. It's really hard. All right. Well, I believe in you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, where are you at on the old interwebs? Interweb? What do you mean? Where are you at on the internet? Do you tweet and stuff? Uh, not as much as I used to. I try to. I use Instagram more now, just because there's pictures I don't have to read. Yeah. I think it's everyone. We're very. I think we're very alike. Like I. Right. Well, I didn't like school. I hated school, but I also don't like to read, and I also think I have ADHD. Oh. But it's like it's very hard. It's hard for me to read. Does that make sense? No, I, I get it. You get impatient. I get impatient, and also I stop think. It's hard for me to concentrate fully on like if there's like long sentences with big words. Like, <laughs> don't laugh at me, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> like I have to really like concentrate on it where it doesn't come easy to me. So yeah. I like Instagram and Twitter's like yeah. like yeah. now that Twitter's uh, like I think they're they're. Thinking about doing 280 words. Oh man! Did you hear about that? Oh, that's nuts. So that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> that's too much. One four. I get mad when people fill up the whole 140. 140. Uh, I'm like, dude, why? Just cut your words, just man. Do, yeah. <laughs> just throw a picture in Use there. An percent <laughs> right? Thank you. So or I don't make know. Many tweets. That's so. I get. I understand the Instagram thing. Yeah. Well, I get. I feel like now Twitter is. There's so much hate on Twitter. So much hate everywhere. Oh yeah, but on Twitter is like everyone's brave on Twitter, right? Everyone's telling you how much they hate you and how they would beat the living hell out of you if they were ever to meet you and stuff like that. They say that? Oh yeah. About you as a wrestler or just in life? As a wrestler. I've I've had that a few times. Really? Uh, yeah, people are just hating on me for on Twitter for no reason. But then I would see, look at their picture, memorize their face, and then I would call their Twitter name when they buy my shirts. And it's always a great fucking reaction. 
Who's, who's calling shit on you and then buying your shirts? I've had a few guys online. They're not like most of the time now. They're they open an account, they follow me for a while, and then they start crapping on me for reasons, I guess. Yeah. And Do you then, have crappable reasons? I don't think so. Me I know either. for a while I had a few guys angry at me because I used to date Angie Sky, another wrestler. Okay. And then we broke up. And I think that got a lot of people really angry. I guess automatically I was a bad guy for breaking up with her. And she would break her heart. It was, you know, like a, I did break her heart, I guess. But <laughs> I didn't cheat on her. Like, it was like, a, hey, you know, it's over now. Yeah. There's, it's life, right? Yeah. And I think people didn't understand that. Or maybe, I don't know, they were just angry to begin with that I was with her. And now that she was single, they had a chance so they would... I don't bury me on Twitter. Why would, but now I don't know. They would, probably should love you because now it was, they had an opportunity. I guess. I but man, Twitter is just, it's a crazy people, world. People are brave. It's I'm a, glad. I'm glad uh, you at least. Everyone's brave online, yeah. but these people they they're, they're just trolls. They they. I've ever, done that a couple of times going up to people. Yeah, there's no, there's no wait. You've done that. I've gone up to people that I've seen talk shit. Oh, okay. I thought you two were talking shit to people on Twitter and you were oh. hiding. I was like, come on, man. You're better than this. Come on. Come on now. Get that blue check mark, baby. <laughs> you, gotta, you know who I am. Yeah, yeah, Everyone, you, come on. Don't get that blue check mark. Yeah. Uh, no, but like. But you call them out on I've called out some people nice. before, yeah. And that feels good. But then oh, it I, does. It feels good. But then they, it gets weird and then you're like, oh, well, now it, now it feels bad. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I just love that awkward moment of. You know, I don't know. I'm just going to make up a name. Like Pokemon 49 yeah. is telling me I'm uh, an idiot. And when he sees me, he'll beat me up for being a shitty wrestler. And then he buys my shirt and I shake his hand. And I said, hey, thanks for the thanks for, uh, you know, encouraging uh, indie wrestling at Pokemon 45. And he's like, uh, it, thanks, man. But it was Pokemon 49. 49, oh, 49 earlier? Yeah. Oh. So it's a different guy. Yeah, it was a different guy. And he was probably so confused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just called their name and he's like, oh, there's that moment of shit. Oh, no. Does he hate me? Or See, I assume know? those people don't even go to shows. Oh, no. Most of them do. I, I assume they don't go to shows because, I don't know, indie wrestling's so great that like, if you went to the show, you'd just be like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so I assume oh, the, people, only that was. the people talking shit are the ones like, A, that are just like, they only go to arena wrestling, you know, like WWE. The or big ones. Yeah. And then they don't like know the lifestyle, so they don't know like how fun it is. Well... I feel like now, indie, well, first, indie wrestling has got a lot more coverage now, but I feel like people are attacking a lot of indie wrestlers because it's easier. Mm-hmm. They're not big people. Yeah, but those those WWE guys get attacked. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> but that's because they, they have so many people looking yeah. at them that there's jealousy or just just, just dumb people. Right. right? It's just how it is. If someone's popular, you hate them. There's the, there's a saying that the only thing better than uh, looking, you you know, a hero rise, it's to see him fall. Mm. It's so much better to see people ruin. I don't know. It's weird. You think that? No, no. It's just a thing. <laughs> it's an online thing. Is That's super popular. Of course. I don't know why. It's, it's weird. I think I find it very sad. Aww. Yeah. yeah. That's, this is sad to me. Then. Well, you could tell him right now through here. Hey, hey, fuckers. Hey, fuckers on Twitter. <laughs> stop it, man. Yeah, just some love. <laughs> just stop it. What's your Twitter handle again? Uh, it's Stu underscore Doze. Yeah, see? So if you hate me, it's uh, player underscore Uno. <laughs> it's Pokemon 49. <laughs> 49 or 45. Yeah. Choose one. Both of them. Both of them, <laughs> both of them are me. <laughs> All right, buddy. I appreciate it. Hey, man. Thanks. Thank you. All right, our little Canadian warrior, Stu Grayson, doing good up there. C4. I'm going to be wrestling there in 2018. They told me. They said last time it was too long. This time we'll have you back next year, and I'm going to hold them to it. Also, uh, before we leave, remember to send in those voicemails, AMAs, Colt Wrestling 
at gmail.com. All right, before we get out of here, let's get into some plugs and upcoming events. All right, the best way to do support, coltmerch.com, digitalcult.com, Twitter, Instagram, at Colt Cabana, Facebook slash AOW Podcast, also slash Colt Cabana. My storytelling podcast, Pro Wrestling Fringe, which has three new episodes for season four, plus past archives of the show, are ad-free on stitcherpremium.com slash Colt. Use the code Colt, get a free month. ColtWrestling at gmail.com is my very public email, like I told you before. YouTube channel, ColtCabana.com. That's where you can see my P.O. Box. Send me a Hanukkah card. Upcoming Friday and Saturday, December 8th and 9th, Brooklyn, New York, and Rahway, New Jersey. WrestleProOnline.com, December 15th and 16th, New York and Philadelphia. I'm just doing commentary, ROHWrestling.com. December 4th, December 30th, January 3rd, Tokyo, Japan. DDTPro.com Saturday, January 6th, Minneapolis, Minnesota Facebook slash First Wrestling Friday, January 12th, La Crosse, Wisconsin Facebook slash River City CW Saturday, January 13th, Austin, Texas WrestleCircus.com Sunday, January 14th, Chicago, Illinois Facebook slash Zello Pro Alright, that is the show for this week Thank you to you guys at home for listening and telling a friend being with me forever. Thanks to Stu Grayson. Thanks to Kevin God, Jeff, and Stu Stone, Kid Russell, Matt Jenkins on the music, Dane Miller, and Creaky with tech help. Sponsors. We got great sponsors. Highspots.com, a VOD service. It's amazing. PWG, $5 Wrestling, Kevin Steen Talk Show, plus AMA knee pads, gear, a mask, a wrestling ring. They got it. OneHourTees.com. They run ProWrestlingTees.com. That's where you got your Black Friday sales, and that's where you're going to support your favorite independent wrestler. TweakedAudio.com slash Colt, the earbuds that I use. Get over 30% off of free shipping just because you listen to this show. Um, it's like 1 a.m. in the morning. I've got jet lag. People, I'm definitely waking people up with this, and I uh, usually I do care. This time I don't because I got to power through it and I got to film this thing tomorrow. So uh, I'm going to get off. That didn't sound right. I'm going to stop the podcast right now and I'm going to get some sleep. All right. This has been the Art of Wrestling for Colt Cabana. I'm Colt Cabana. Thanks. <laughs>